Hello and welcome back to another audio exclusive WTF1 podcast. My name is Katie and as ever I am joined by the WTF1 founder Tom Bellingham. Tommy, it's the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend and we've had some on-track action, but we're here to talk about some of the big news stories from the day. Um, what's been your first thoughts of, of Spain so far? I know it's not exactly everybody's favourite track, but there's been plenty of upgrades that have been bought. That's a big talking point. Yeah, upgrades galore, this track, but oh, it's, it's such a boring track, isn't it? There's no... there's. <laughs> No point being around the bush. It just no, feels exactly. like I feel like I feel like I'm watching testing again, to be honest, watching it. Um, it's just so uninspiring. But um still it's nice to have F1 back and uh yeah, lots of upgrades. So plenty of talking points, it looks like. Yeah, controversy of over upgrades and maybe slightly different pecking order. Who knows? It's very exciting. So yeah, you hinted there that there's a bit of a controversial upgrade and that comes in the shape of Aston Martin. Now, obviously, Aston Martin were one of the first teams to sort of reveal their proper car when it was way back when in the car launch time, which seems like a whole another time ago. Years ago. Um, but they've bought a new car to Barcelona, which is very similar to that of the Red Bull. Now... There have been several changes to it. So there's new side pods on the car, which means the inlets are further back and shallower. We've also got changes to the floor. We've got no more cheese grater on the side, technical term there, which I'm pretty sad about because I really thought that was a cool thing. Um, but yeah, the cooling louves, which is the proper name for the not cheese grater, are now higher on the car. And there's an upper rear wing as well as a high downforce option. But to be honest, we've seen quite a lot of rear wing changes for this track and they'll be used in Monaco as well. But yeah, what did you think about this suspicious looking car? The sussy Aston. Yeah, it's it's controversial. It's the same team that obviously did the pink Mercedes. And they've. I read a story that they've basically, it's already been clarified by the FAA that way back, way back when they had proof that essentially this concept had been in the wind tunnel for ages and it's purely coincidental that it looks exactly the same as the best car in formula one right now uh, can you tell i'm being sarcastic so um i don't believe it for one moment that it's coincidence um you just look at everything on there the like you say the the cheese grater bit is exactly the same like swoops up at the end same as the red bull side pods are the same like it's not even like they've just done a dropped side pod and you'd go okay that's fair enough you know red bull are quick it's it's molded the same you've got that kind of like double bump if you like where the main sponsor is i don't know what you call it but it's sort of like a, a double little bump um and yeah it's just exactly the same <laughs> like the side pod is is basically like complete carbon copy the mirror's the same i even saw I think it was the race did a side-by-side -side comparison, highlighted a few areas, and one of the cutout on the floors is in exactly the same place. It's exactly the same shape, um, like a thumb kind of print. Uh, it's I don't I don't believe it for one second that it's very coincidental, and uh, yeah. Well, the FIA have said that they consider the new Aston Martin upgrades to be compliant with the rules, so they haven't for any reason said that 
you know, this is suspicious and we're going to do a proper in-depth investigation. They've already done some work in the week. Christian Horner was saying on Sky that, you know, the FAA gave him a call earlier on in the week and were like, hi, Christian Horner babes. Um, one of the cars that's coming to Spain looks really like the Red Bull. Um, and they handed over a list of names of personnel that had gone from Red Bull to Aston Martin and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, as you say, Tommy, I, I completely see that people can have the same idea like the amount of times even you and I have like spoken and had the same idea for a graphic yeah. or a reaction pick or something like that um you know these things do happen but for a whole car like it's not just one element that's slightly similar like it's almost the fact that they've taken off the wrap of the Red Bull and chucked the Aston Martin livery on it and yeah it's extremely similar I love as well that some of the pundits on the ground are getting really <laughs> cheeky with it. Um, Sky Germany asked Sebastian Vettel after FP1 and FP2 what it's like to drive a Red Bull again, which I thought was quite funny. That's great. The the I mean, the the thing in FP1 as well, where the, the Red Bull pit wall, rather than the usual Red Bull cans on the pit wall, they used the Red Bull green edition, which whoever has done that, whoever that idea was at Red Bull Marketing, that is genius because... Yeah, that, that, that is just uh, that is a dream marketing thing like getting involved in something really humorous and getting your like product in there like product placement and it being funny that is genius from Red Bull so um yeah. that was really really funny really cheeky from them the fact that they just didn't even mention they were doing it made it even better the fact that it just appeared during FP1 and they were on the pit wall it was it was great um and that's the kind of s housery that we need in Formula One um bit of bit of a laugh so you also alluded to a little bit about the personnel and that's what Helmut Marco is absolutely fuming about because he said you know this is we've, we've had I think he said several Red Bull employees have gone over there on absolutely astronomical salaries as well like they've poached them essentially and gone come work for us here's a blank check <laughs> um, pounds, yeah. and then so you can understand why they're a bit miffed that then these employees go and then suddenly they've got the same car um so yeah even if it's even if it's legal i guess again it's just a bit cheeky isn't it it is well yeah the, the statement the fia say that both teams collaborated fully and provided all the relevant information um, but yeah, lots of people have been saying, while imitation is the greatest form of flattery, any replication of design would obviously need to comply with the FIA's rules around reverse engineering. And that's a term that we heard a lot last year, especially with the pink Mercedes, as you alluded to earlier. And yet reverse engineering in Formula One is... Uh, two years ago. <laughs> two years ago. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I could just hear the... I could hear the... Well, I say the comments. We put this on audio, so you're safe. Yeah, but you can't leave me a comment. I can hear that. <laughs> no, yeah. I can hear that. Um, actually... Uh, yeah two years ago all already. the years of, oh thank you all the years honestly blurring into one it's yeah. just insane but thank you for that so yeah that's a term that we heard a lot in 2020 yeah. <laughs> um and yeah basically reverse engineering in f1 is potentially looking at another car getting ideas on how to design uh that part so you could see what its potential purpose could be how it fits in with the design of the car and then apply it to the design work that you're doing at your factory obviously you can't take a bit of the car like if in cosmetics or something you might be able to buy some l'oreal lipstick that's really nice and you can kind of take it apart and maybe see what's in it to remake it yourself on the cheap but in formula one you can't really do that because 
you can't just like knock on I don't know Red Bull store and be like hi guys um I'm just wondering if I could borrow your floor just like want to have a look at it and all, all that kind of stuff so they've kind of just got to use their eye but if we know what Christian Horner's like this is gonna probably be a <laughs> current theme throughout the whole weekend or could go into Monaco I don't know but yeah we'll see um now another team on the grid that has been bringing a lot of updates this weekend is Mercedes. And if you are a Mercedes fan and you are listening to this podcast tonight, go to that fridge and get yourself a beer, whether that's alcoholic or non-alcoholic, because guys, it looks like the porpoising could have been eliminated on the straights. Not, not fully because both George and Lewis were saying that they still had it in the corners, but honestly, get those party poppers out. All of this, <laughs> it seems as if, well, maybe don't if you're a Red Bull or a Ferrari fan, but for the Mercedes fans, you've got to take these little wins, I guess, because they've bought a new floor and also made some changes to the front wing end plate, which is basically helping to direct the airflow in a way that suits this new floor. There's all sorts of techie terminology that I won't bore you with, because let's be honest, I don't even know what I'm talking about. It might sound like I know, but I ain't got a blimming clue. But yeah, all I know is that Mercedes were looking quick in FP1 and FP2, but always here to bring it back down to earth, bring that reality back. We saw this in Miami. George literally went quickest in FP2 and then the whole weekend fell apart. So I'm not saying that they're going to be like one, two this weekend. You know, Hamilton's going to continue his record of there would be six consecutive wins if he won it this weekend in Spain. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you got to take the little wins. But Tommy, what do you think about Mercedes pace so far in Spain? Yeah, we're going to title this uh, podcast, Can Mercedes Win? For... No, we're not. No, no we're <laughs> no. not really. <laughs> I will. And then Max will win. I'll be like, oh, what a shame. Um, yeah, the, no, I would like to see him back. Uh, I think a three-way fight at the front would be awesome. They are feeling confident uh than they did at Miami so yeah it'd be it'd be good to see them at the front uh challenging don't want to see them like absolutely wiping the floor like they uh did back in the day but to have a three-way fight at the front would be really good and um they're a little uh what is it sheepish maybe a little bit because of what happened in Miami where it was the same sort of thing where they everyone thought oh my word uh Mercedes are back and then it didn't happen um seeking qualify and they still were a fair way off and i do think that red bull going to it later but holding a little bit back same with uh well fry weren't really holding back they were going for it a bit more but um yeah i i don't want to get too far ahead of myself and say oh wow they're they're proper in the mix but that's definitely the the best that I've seen them. And I, I still am convinced I said it on the Miami podcast that Mercedes will be in contention for the win in Monaco. Cause I think that will suit their car massively because they won't have any, any problems there. So unless heard it, heard it here first. Take the tire off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless, unless George Russell has a 48 day pit stop again, uh, like they did with Bottas. So, um, yeah, we shall see. Don't want to uh, don't want to commit like we did at Miami and looks. No, no, <laughs> no. But I mean, like you say, before people jump on and be like, Katie's clearly such a Mercedes fan girl. I'm just happy to see a bit more variety and a bit 
like more people up at the front challenging the likes of Red Bull and Ferrari. Like if I had my way, it would be similar to like Formula E where you could just tune in a weekend and you would have no clue who could take the victory. And that's the kind of motorsport I want to be seeing. So Formula E. I'm not- Go on then. Go back to Formula E. <laughs> oh, okay. Goodbye. I'm joking. <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm off to cry in a corner. No, um, but no, we'll, we'll see how Mercedes go because <clears throat> there's no guarantee that this pace could continue over the weekend or something might change and they're back to porpoising tomorrow. But you got to take the little wins. Um, also, while we're on the talk of upgrades, yeah, there are a few other teams on the grid that have bought some upgrades. None from Haas and Alpine and Alfa Romeo, Alpine and Alfa Tauri, sorry, are just bringing upgrades to suit the, the high downforce track. Um, Alfa Romeo have got a lot of new changes to it, which I won't, like I say, bore you with. Um, but another team that brought a lot of changes this weekend is McLaren. And a bit of a nightmare for them because they put a lot of those upgrades onto Lando Norris's car today. And then he pretty much did no FP2 running. So they couldn't really have a chance to compare lap times or how the data was between Lando's car and Daniel's car because Lando's car was just pretty much sat in the garage most of the session with a damaged floor where he went over some curbing and it broken, whatever he said on his team radio. Yeah. Woken. Um, But yeah, what do you think about McLaren's potential pace this weekend or do you not think we've seen enough for to get a real idea of it yeah we've not seen seen enough from them yet because they are the most so far i'd say the most flip floppy team because Mm. they were nowhere in bahrain got a podium in imola you're like oh mclaren are back and then they were nowhere oh sorry then they were nowhere getting emotional emotional i miss mclaren um no uh yeah mclaren uh were nowhere really in Miami either. So urgh, not not yeah. good. So we'll see. But I think that Lando uh damaging the car is yeah, big a big no-no when you've got no testing these days. So that is the chance to compare. Uh, and he ended up down in P20. So difficult start for McLaren, not what they would want with a load of new upgrades on the car. Very much so. One of the upgrades that I'm really interested by is the fact that they've got new front brake ducts because they have been playing absolutely havoc on that car for a long, long time. So hopefully that'll sort things out. Um, And then finally, Ferrari, the guys that were fastest in practice, have also got a new floor this weekend and some revised rear wing and details around the rear brake ducts. Ooh, that sounds so smart, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, But yeah, let's see how they all get on uh now let's talk a bit about fp1 and fp2 and the actual content of the stuff that happened on track we had two newbies and robert kubitzer he, he doesn't count as a rookie with how did you do, one starts, bless him. um but yeah what did we think about nick devries and yuri vips nick devries was quicker than latifi although he was on a better tire i believe um but still impressive to go into a formula one car and do all right uh maddening to me how like the the 27 ever like that was the thing that everyone just keeps going on about like 27 years old you can't call him a young driver uh, which makes me feel very old and um yuri vips 
finished he last got reprimand in his got... first F1 session. It yeah. kind of gives me the vibes of, I think it was Seb Vettel in his first ever F1 outing. He got like a penalty nine seconds or something. Into oh yeah, he drove straight his... out of the pit lane and speed, like sped in the pit lane, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent of that, which I mean, is not a bad thing, I guess, if you're going to try and follow in a four-time world champion's footsteps. But So you're yeah, saying Yuri um, Vips, four-time world champion, is what you're saying? You heard it here first, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know we'll, we'll have to wait and see but um yeah I'm really impressed by Nick uh he's obviously from he's a reigning Formula champion he's F2 champion he's one of those drivers that's got such a good racing resume but it kind of just hasn't it, like time hasn't been on his side in terms of there's just been better people around or opportunities that haven't made themselves available to him um so yeah we'll, we'll have to wait and see lots of people thinking it's also a bit suspicious I feel like suspicious is the word of the day on the podcast but <laughs> the fact that he is a Mercedes reserve driver he's very much team Mercedes and yeah he's doing a test for Williams as part of the rookie um scheme that they've got this year and lots of people suggesting that maybe he could uh head over there for a bit more of a full-time position replacing Nicholas Latifi, <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that we might even see a mid-season swap or do you think it's going to be some something potentially happening for next year? He's, yeah, Latifi shrugged off rumours, didn't he? Because they were, I think it was a Canadian journalist that was like, Nicholas Latifi is being replaced. And then they replied like... Yeah, I saw that. A, a and literally of, three and, minutes later was like, I've been given wrong information. <laughs> but apparently he's quite a renowned Canadian journalist as well like sports journalist so it was oh. it was it wasn't just some you know formula 69 on twitter saying it or whatever so um oh yeah it was uh I, I don't think like Latifi's laughed off the rumors I think if he continues on his downward spiral I think he'll be gone at the end of the year because Williams don't need the money so no. uh but I think I know the the answer to Latifi's like what he needs to do in order for him to become good. Is it something about Nutella? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my one fun fact about Nicholas Latifi. The one thing I know about his personality, I think that he needs to dye his hair red as well. Oh yeah. Why did? Why isn't he doing that? I don't know. Did Toto Wolf like, dye his hair but, red? I don't know. I saw him after FP2 and it didn't look, it didn't look red. But then I thought it Oscar looked red. Pito's... No, that's what I saw. And maybe it was just the light reflecting on it. But Maybe he's just got such good shampoo that it's just like so shiny and glowy that people think it's like almost red tinted. I don't know. But yeah, Latifi needs to have, I don't know, put like a Canadian flag in your hair or something. Like go full on um, and we'll see. I think that could be the answer to all of his prayers by just putting a bit of red hair dye in there but we'll have to <laughs> have to wait and see yeah shout out to and Williams then, for doing that that was really funny they've got their yeah. little al- elbow nose hair salon outside and dyeing people's hair oh that was wicked I saw people from other teams as well like drop in and do it so I thought it was quite funny imagine um, if they scored points like all the people that did it then it'd be, become like this paddock suspicion and everyone will start doing it then the whole grid will be like red <laughs> hair. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. All I can think back to is um, when Shumi and um, Barrichello had those red wigs on the podium. 
That's that's the next step. Maybe that's what Latifi needs to do. Just rock up in one of those red wigs tomorrow. A red wig. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. That's it. I think you've and- I think you've nailed it. I think you should be a driver manager and just give them that kind of advice, like get a red wig yeah. on the podium and you you'll you know, you'll be fine. You'll be set for life. There you go. So drivers, if you need any life advice, just call me. You know where I am. At Katie Fairman. Uh- <laughs> um so yeah let's round that up there because i don't think i think we've peaked with the red hair conversation tommy um are you looking forward to qualifying tomorrow qualifying is so important here in spain as well isn't it it is was it 73 or 74 uh, percent i can't remember the exact figure but it's along those lines 73 um I think so, I don't know. I yeah <laughs> it is more more important than monaco which is quite wild uh, yeah, it is, is the it is the most important circuit to get pole uh, because oh. it is absolutely terrible. Sorry, Catalonia. So, I, but I am looking forward to qualifying because that should be exciting. If especially if we've got three cars in the mix. Very true. And as ever, if you want to watch qualifying along with the team, then I believe Matt and Tommy are doing qualifying watch along live on the YouTube tomorrow. And we're also going to be doing a special post quali podcast on YouTube as well. So. You better look out for that because normally it's just Tommy and I doing an audio exclusive one. But if you want to see our mugs after <laughs> Collie, then you can watch it on YouTube as well, which is great. Thank you so much to everybody that has listened to this episode. Let us know what you think about the Red Bull Aston Martin drama or if you think Mercedes are going to be on the pace this weekend. Send us tweets, use the hashtag WTF1 podcast and we will have a look through some of those. And uh, yeah. Take care and we'll see you tomorrow for a post-quality podcast. Goodbye. Goodbye. Waving again, Goodbye. even though it's only audio. Oh, right, I'm gonna send wave. you I'm gonna send you this video and skip to um Is this skip, still part of the podcast? Yeah, why not? Skip to about 40 seconds and tell me that Toto doesn't look like he's got a bit of red tips in his hair. Right. I mean, this is going to mean nothing to the audio listeners, but yes, I so do see it. I can't tell if that's just the light or he's he's basically gone. Yeah, we want a point this weekend. Well, he he did have links to Williams, so maybe he has. Maybe he's like snuck around the back and just <laughs> rather, rather than just know. asking. Like they wouldn't let him, so he had to Toto Wolf, that well-known, uh, yeah. Not, not, not notorious in the paddock at all. So they had to sneak no. in. <laughs> He's got to do it for himself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, I do see that. So maybe he has. There you go. We're starting rumours. We need this answered. We need answers, Tommy. But yeah, well, that was an interesting end of the podcast. <laughs> it's not where I thought it was going to go. Um, but yeah, Bye. thanks for listening again. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>